Join Andy, John, Will, and Lexis Montez on their journey home from unsanctioned pros. Don't try this at home, too, in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling. Here in my car, I go safest of all. I can lock on my doors. It's the only way to live in cars. Unsanctioned Pro, my name's Andy, coming to you live today from the road home from wrestling, World Bubble Headquarters of the world, and I got y'all on the front seat, what up y'all? I just want to let you know, I'm a bartender, and when I serve, I accept people <laughs> on the side of the bar, not just at one particular place. Okay, well thanks for clearing that up, and uh, I mean, are we going to explain that joke or not? Yeah, so there, the servers at the Moose Lodge, where the Unsanctioned Pro shows are at, there's two little, like... Spots where server you, stations, yeah, yes. server stations. You go up to them and you buy your drinks there. So That's right. obviously there's a queue, a line that forms. Well, this one guy decided, well, I'm a bartender. I can you know come anywhere I want and get a beer. Okay. And so that's what he kept arguing with the sir, the waitresses, and they're like, no. Go All right, after John steps on everyone else's intro, we also have Lexus Montez. What's up, buddy? Hey man, coming to you live from Skate America. We out here in Ollie's, bitch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good to me. And uh, making his debut on the podcast, it's Will, a.k.a. Willis the Thrillist. How you doing, buddy? Gentlemen, it is a, an amazing night having you. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's glad to finally have you on. You've been listening to the show a long time, huh? Since the beginning, man. Okay. Uh, a lot of these guys tonight, that's all I've heard from the very beginning. That's awesome. Well, uh, we made it up to Unsanctioned Pro. This was Unsanctioned Pro 5, the anniversary show. And uh, it's called Don't Try This at Home. And uh, so that's pretty awesome. And, man, tonight uh, we're going to kind of, we have to talk a little bit about the stuff that happened around the show. And then we're going to talk about the show. So um, when we first got there, the tailgate was, like, already going, right? I mean, John, tell me about this tailgate a little bit. So we show up, Will and Chanel, Gucci Chanel. Mm -hmm. Uh, are drinking beers with their posse, yeah, with under a little tent, and they invited us to come drink with them, and I happily obliged. That's right. You brought some beers, didn't you? I did. I brought some Miller Lights. They had oh. some Natterdays that I really wanted to try, <laughs> and I was excited. And then some guy brought like an icy beer. Ooh, that was delicious as well. Yeah. Will, Will did you indulge in any I, of this? I did. Uh, John, shenanigans I'll eat some beers. Yeah. Thank you for the Miller Lights. Uh, the icy beer, though, no, I'm more with that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a bread and butter guy. I, I understand. Know. I get it. I get it. But you were, you were, you know, uh, okay. well, yeah. Those guys brought it, man. What a cool experience, and it just added to the whole thing. I mean, when you can get together with people that have the same interests, we talk about it all the time. You get together with people that love the same things, it changes the experience as a whole. Game changer. Tailgate was awesome. Now, Lexus, you had some of this birthday cake, right? Hey, man, I had birthday cake on a water. I was set. Now, whose birthday cake was it? Well, technically, it was the cake for Unsanctioned Pro. I'm reaching the full year uh, that Will and Christina 
got because they're pretty much like um, I wouldn't call them like like day one fans. They're like very much big supporters of the promotion. They are so, day one fans. But I mean, yeah. yeah, but that doesn't set, that's not that doesn't do them justice. That's true. Very good. Um, very good. So they're very they're very supportive of uh, the product and the promotion and Derek. And they got a big sheet cake. And shout out to my man Will. I did not know my man could give speeches like that. So if he's listening to this, shout out to you, my guy. Um, and we appreciate you. He There's gave a speech. Video yeah. evidence. Wow, I didn't yeah. see that. I can't wait to yeah. check that out, man. Uh, and he tried to sell me his uh, his car, which he fucked up because he was like, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, it's a juke," and I'm like, "Yo, fam, what is that?" He's like, "It's a juke. I don't know." And I'm like, "Yo, Christina, what the fuck is this?" She's like, it's a um, Nissan Juke. And I'm like, tight. Yo, and then they offered me 5,000 for it, right? Like Five grand. So I'm like, oh shit, what's the catch? I'm like, how many miles on it? They're like, 89,000. I'm like, hey, that's not bad. That's what's the great, catch? Yeah. And then they're like, well, I mean, like the car payments are pretty. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, we still don't know what a juke is, but here we are, and, you know, uh, so after uh, all this stuff, you know, basically, you know, the the show had to start a little bit late because apparently, and, um, you know, this is how Lexus Montez described it, there were old people playing Yu-Gi-Oh! there at the, uh, at the uh, Moose Lodge, and they went over. They went over their time, you know, fucking, you know, everyone was telling them to go home, go home, and they just said, no, no, one more false finish, and they just kept going, kept going. Yo, we don't give a fuck if you're trying to summon uh, the blue-eyes white dragon, my nigga, get the fuck out. That, yeah, that thing. So, uh, you know, these things happen. Now we can go fast, because this guy turned. This motherfucker was going 25 in a 55, so we're going to get around him here. Listen, I will say, somebody got content of the year if they got Space Monkey walking past these ladies coming out of the San <laughs> Arena. It was monumental seeing the wow. looks on their faces. That's amazing. Yeah, well, so you guys, uh, you know, the fans kind of got stuck outside for a while because, you know... These old people were playing the fucking, uh, you know, Magic the Gathering or whatever, and they wouldn't stop. And so eventually, they they were supposed to be done at four, but they weren't. So it kind of put the whole thing back about a half hour, forty five minutes, you know, which isn't a big deal, but it was really hot, you know. Like so degrees outside. So basically, so basically, what it did is that, like, let's say a wrestling fandom group has a group of fans has a like shelf life of like say five hours that they can stay hyped for you know what i mean it kind of took one of those hours away is the way i would put it you know by having it be outside you know them outside so but you know this is not the fault of anyone it's just the shit kind of shit happens you know so uh maybe you know next time don't show up as early (laughs) i mean maybe that's the, the key right there but at the same time it is what it is now uh, once you guys got in, it, uh, Will, I'm very interested in your uh, your thoughts on the venue when you first walked in, and kind of, I know you immediately were relieved because you were inside, and then you literally relieved yourself. Uh, but but you know, so did you, John. But then you know, what did you guys? What did you think of the uh, venue there, Will? Oh, well, I got my pin, of course, which is incredible. It's the uh, the championship title belt. Uh, was the pin that I got? There were two which, options, and, which uh, it was a gift from the promoter for. Incredible. Uh, you know, being here, all right, and uh, ticket, right, for getting a front or oh, second row ticket, yeah. Um, and yeah, so when you get in, you got the merch table selling all kinds of. I got a T-shirt, got the whole, you know, the whole nine. Um, but they had a full bar, really decent food, uh, just a cool vibe. It was nice and and, and cool itself. Uh, at least for the first couple hours in there, it was very very comfortable. <laughs> 
Um, and, and no fault of their own, of course. Whoa. You pack that many people in there, it's going to be hot. It's going to get warm. Um, but added to the effect, uh, just a really cool venue and the way they had it set up. And it had a really cool vibe to it. You know, gotcha. All those things going into one it just made for a really cool night experience. Okay, cool. Now, Alexis, you've been there before. Uh, anything different this time, or is it kind of the same deal as far as the crowd vibe and the and uh, the way it's set up and all that stuff? Man, it's just hot as fuck, my dude. Fair enough. I saw you actually fanning yourself in the middle of your match too. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, fuck all that. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, bro. <laughs> we we got to relax real quick." <laughs> that was awesome. Now, John, uh, are you gonna kind of set all this up for us and take us into the first match, or is there anything we're forgetting before we get into that? Uh, I don't think we're forgetting anything except for that we were sitting next to the legendary Jamie Coy, of course. Yeah, of course. You know, it's kind of uh, how we do things. You know, and Will got to meet Jamie, oh, which man, is awesome. Shout you know? out to Jamie. That donut was incredible. Oh yeah, Amy's donut. Uh, just you know, again, one of the cool pieces to the show. People like Jamie uh, and of course Will and Christina that, that make the whole experience and what it is. It's just incredible. It's a family type atmosphere, you know, and what you want. Uh, it's a brothers and sisters in wrestling. And here we are. And uh, John, like I said, you want to set this up for us? Yes, our opening contest was for YouTube, and we had special commentators for this match. Yeah, Casanova Valentine and Space Monkey <laughs> were doing commentary. Yeah, I, I mean, cannot I, wait to watch that on YouTube. <laughs> My God, uh, I, I'm very intrigued to see what Space Monkey has to say about this match. But you were really excited about this match, not just for the commentators, but especially for one young gentleman, right? Yeah. No carbs, Braden Lee. It's true. Versus Jonathan Wolf. Yeah, Jonathan Wolf. Now, Lexus, you're a big fan of Jonathan Wolf's. Uh, You've seen him wrestle a million times, right? And have you ever seen him have a bad match? To me, like he's one of those guys that never has a bad match. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think I have seen him. Have a bad match? Yeah, I don't think I have. Yeah, man. He's pretty good, man. Uh, And he's very well respected in the wrestling community. Um, And these guys had a hell of a match, you know? I mean, they they went at it. They did all kinds of shit. Um, You know, we had... uh, You know, I didn't take very detailed notes on this one. And actually, the notes get kind of more detailed as we go through the night for some reason. But... uh, I guess as everyone was getting hot, I was getting hotter with my note taking or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't, 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 don't drunk ass John over there. Don't laugh at that. But <laughs> but John, you got any notes or anything that you want to talk about with this match? Um, there was some timing and proximity issues at one point. Only one, really. Only yeah. one major spot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there was a lot of good back and forth action. Uh, the crowd instantly started calling Jonathan Wolf Post Malone. Yes. Which I kept trying to like remember the name of that crappy rapper. <laughs> and I was like, Andy, it's the crappy one. And you're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And the crowd started chanting it. And I was like, that one. They, they still, you, even though you told me what his name is, I still don't know who that is. So uh, I've heard the name and it sounds to me like being ignorant of that person is the way to go. You know, hashtag, so. Hashtag blessed is what you are. <laughs> by not knowing. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a, I'm trying to think of any like specific matches. I know at one point, Brayden Lee hit uh, what is it the Poison Rana where it's like the yep. backwards yep. back uh, Hurricane Rana. Yep. That was fun. Um, there was all kinds of moves in this match. You know, yeah. uh, we had a Asai moonsault to the floor from uh, from uh, Brayden Lee. Yeah, we almost lost it, but that's right due to the the quad and uh, hamstring strength. He saved it somehow, he did. And, and hit it beautifully. 
I was I was thinking to myself, I mean, that maybe if he just ate one carb, he could do that move a little better. You know what I mean? But apparently, it's not the case. It's the carbs aren't the problem. So it's yeah. See, I like I mentioned earlier when we were talking about this. I think if he ate one carb, instantly his abs just disappeared. They all is that how? Out. Is that why? I, I think so. Yeah. Is that why I just have the one giant app? Yes. Me okay. too. All right. Well, I just love carbs. Yeah, your app's even bigger than mine. It sure Damn. is. Damn. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> so, hey, I've been working on my app. You know, I'm trying to make it smaller. You know, I need to. I, I fucked it up tonight eating those fries and burger. Oh, it's over now. But uh, but yeah, well, tell us who won in this tremendous match to open up the show. Uh, Jonathan Wolf picked up the victory. By hitting a top rope brain buster, they look nasty. Yeah, this from is where we were sitting. <laughs> this is directly uh, in front of us. The actual brain buster. It's actually what he did. You know, the one that uh, El Generico used to hit back in the day. Uh, my God, that move is just insane. Uh, Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, he he got the win, and uh, Braden got pinned, unfortunately for him. And that was the pre-show main event, right? Uh, after that, we had a very brief break, and then we got right into the main card. And uh, tell us a little bit about. Th- oh wait, first there was a guy, uh, a guy named Kyle. Um, I think his show is called Heels and Faces, and he did the uh, he did the ring announcing tonight because Scotty was not there, so he didn't um, know there was a show. Yeah, very funny. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Like eight people made that joke tonight, but uh, but yeah, Kyle. Like I don't know, he looked real nervous when I was talking to him about it, and then he got in the ring and just fucking nailed it. He did a great job, man. He's got some pipes. Maybe yeah. his, his specialty is performing. One on one individual interaction is probably not his strong suit. Maybe that's it. I don't know. He did a hell of a job. He went in and out of the ring too. He didn't just do the same thing every time. He yeah, kept the crowd yeah. in it. Well, typically, when Scotty does the announcing, he stays over by the uh, kind of camera. yeah, by over by the camera and doesn't get, get on the camera, but <coughs> get on camera. But uh, but whatever, you know, uh, Kyle, he's trying to put himself over. He wants to get in the ring. I get it. I do too. So yeah. there you yeah. go. Um, just kidding. But uh, anyway, tell us what the first match was. Our first match was a tag team match pitting Hysteria, which is Sage Phillips and Cole Radrick. Mm-hmm. Did I get it right? Yeah. Good job. Uh, Believe, it, believe in yourself, John. You I got know. this. You got this. This is where I really need to believe in myself. Okay. And their opponents were the Awesome Odyssey, mm-hmm. which is Chris Copeland and Jack Andrews. Andrews. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Hysteria got a pretty good reaction, and then the Odyssey came out, and yeah. they got a massive reaction. You could tell by the looks on their faces that they were like, thank you. Thank you for doing this for us. You know well, what I mean? Well, they like, love them here because they're hometown boys. That's true. In Columbus. So. Man, they're super over. And, uh, and you know, this is this is a lot of fun. But I kind of want to hear from Will what he thought. He's heard of Cole Radrick and, and heard us talk about him quite a bit. Um, what what'd you think of Cole? Dude, Cole is so much fun to watch. The mannerisms, the, you know, the yelling out, the cussing in the ring. I mean, it just he has his own style. And it was so fun to really finally see him. You know, all these years I've heard about him, and the, you know, the, all the gimmicks and all the sauce and all this other stuff. And tonight to see him <laughs> in true. the ring uh, and performing, and it almost is that as though he felt like he was on another level. You can almost see he almost felt like he was stepping up himself, you know, making some moves, doing some things in the ring that really were pretty impressive. I mean, that, that top rope spot was very, very impressive that he had. Uh, it was almost like a cutter, it was almost like a 
It's like a backflip cutter kind of thing off the rope. Oh, okay. When he kind of hopped from one route to the yes. next, and then so, you know, and then hit a fucking moonsault or something you know, like it's that. Yeah, really cool to see. You know, from you know to hear about him and actually see him. You know, it's one of those situations that I talked about at the beginning. It's just that's what I wanted to experience tonight was seeing some of these guys and really, you know, seeing a lot of different styles of wrestling from here to everything, and finally see some of these guys. It's it's really 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 cool experience. Well, Cole, uh, you know. The thing with Cole is Ohio loves Cole Radger. You know, I mean, everyone loves him, but Ohio really loves Cole Radger. And, you know, you're going to hear from Cole a little later. I got a chance to sit down with him fucking finally after waiting forever to finally get him on the show. He's going to be at intermission. We'll talk to him for a few minutes here. And, uh, you know, we went over that and talked about uh, what, you know, has life changed over the past couple years and stuff. And, uh, man... You know, I was so happy to see them, but man, when Awesome Odyssey came out, I was pretty happy to see them too. And these guys had themselves a killer match. Uh, John, do you, you got any, is there any notes on it? I kind of, like I said, is the notes the quality of the notes improves as we go along? So yeah, the only notes the finale, um, the what? final, the finale, the, the, the final, movie. final, the finished. Yeah, the, <laughs> the finale. finale. I love that. <laughs> Just call it that from that one. Uh, What's your finale move? <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah, I like it. I know when I was like making creative characters back in like SmackDown and all that, I would always do the Swanton. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. So are you saying someone in this match did that? I, technically someone in this match did do that. Okay. That person was Cole Rather. There you go, yeah. Now uh, Lexus, you are a fan of Sage Phillips, right? You like him a lot. Oh, I'm not too familiar with Sage, to be honest. Oh, okay. Like I, I, like the first time I was in Unsanctioned, I was in a scramble match with him. Like I'm familiar with, you know, his name, but I've never like really like got to be like in a one-on-one match with him. Okay. Yeah. I thought you had seen him a couple times before. I thought we talked about him, but maybe not. I guess that's not the case. But uh, he's a tremendous wrestler as well, and these guys are a very well-oiled machine as a team. And so are the Odyssey. So this was a great tag match. Um, they did all the moves. You yeah. know? I mean, did you get to see any of this, Lexus? Uh, no, I didn't get to see much of it. But from the little glimpses I saw, it's it was a pretty fast-paced match. It kind of it felt like it ended abruptly, though. It did. Yeah, there was a, kind of a goofy finish. So, uh, well, we love these guys. I mean, you know, the strikes were awesome. This match had psychology where... You know, they told a story, and, you know, it was it was good stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. I would love to see these guys go again. Unfortunately, we don't have time to get in the nitty-gritty of every single match, so we kind of have to get through this one. Um, tell me, what was the finish, John? Or the uh, finale? What was the finale? The finale was <laughs> Sage Phillips rolling up Chris Copeland. Uh, it was like a really fancy roll-up, yeah, but a roll-up nonetheless. And uh, got the one, two, three, kind of to the surprise of everyone. It was kind of a controversial finish, you know. And I believe Max Recon was the uh, ref on this one, right? Yeah, uh, which the first time he started uh, fucking things up. Tonight. He did, and uh, you know, and you're going to hear from Max and Sean later as well. The the referee Sean O'Brien and, and Max Recon later. We're going to talk to them a little later on. But uh, but yeah, man, Max like turned heel tonight, and uh, pretty much, and man. Uh, the crowd was all over him, and it started right here where, you know, basically the roll-up there looked like there was a shoulder up. It looked like, I don't know, it just didn't really look like a, a, a registered pin, as, as someone down south would call it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, so Hysteria sneaks out with the win, and they were kind of shitty cold, like, smack my phone out of my hand on his way down, you know? Yeah, what a jerk. 
what a fucking asshole. What the hell, man? I always say, you know, me and Cole Radrick, we have a, a love-hate relationship. I love him, and he hates me. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's the next match, y'all? It was Lord Crew going against Pretty Boy Smooth. Oh, my God. This, this is awesome. Is, this guy's tall. <laughs> Both guys are tall. Big Pretty Boy Smooth is real tall. Yeah, he is humongous. And we're going to hear from Pretty Boy, Pretty Boy Smooth later, too. I actually got a chance to talk to him as well. So uh, that's going to be great. Now, um, Will, you've never seen um, Pretty Boy Smooth. Now, you've seen Lord Crew quite a bit down at Primetime Wrestling in Paris, Kentucky, right? Of course. Yeah, very, very up-to-date on Crew. Really cool to see him. Good to see that they embraced him as well. This crowd really loved Crew as well. So, but yeah, it's my first time to seeing BB Smooth and uh, Pretty Boy Smooth, and, uh, and I was impressed. The guy's a really big frame, um, really good look, and he's very quick for his size too. Very, <laughs> he, he quick. can't move. That's and true, it's, man. It's it's really impressive when you see a guy like that that can do the things that they can do, and when you put Crew in there, who's just as athletic. Just as, you know, I, I misspoke and said that they were the same size. They're very much not. Uh, uh, they very much seemed that way just in how they were moving together. But, yes, Lord Crew is very much shorter than uh, Pretty Boy Smooth. Uh, but still, nonetheless, very fun match. And these guys really, they really, really brought it for this. I really thought that uh, BB Smooth, and, and, of course, we'll see him lower later on as well. So. Well, we had some trash talking to start this off, right, John? Yeah, so I didn't realize that Crew was going to come out with a sailor hat on because he just started cussing. I know. At Pretty Boy Smooth. And I'm like, this is not the Lord Crew I know. His, his tattoos all turned into anchor tattoos. It was yeah. weird. And he just started cursing. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, they were just like, fuck you. No, fuck you. You know, yeah, there's a lot of that going you're on. You're a piece you know? of shit. No, you're a piece of shit. He called me a piece of shit. Well, fuck you, you piece of shit. There was a lot of cursing, um, which it's weird because in the past, um, the wrestlers have been yelled at for cursing on the microphone and stuff like that in matches at Unsanctioned Pro tonight. Nobody gave a fuck. It was fully embraced. Big time. Big time. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, now this match um, had a tremendous bump in it. I mean, basically, it was a brawl. You know, uh, there were several wrestling moves. However, mostly it was it was a brawl. And the striking was just so realistic and just awesome. I was a big fan of it. Um, tell me, can you describe this bump that Lord Crew, where he got bumped to the outside and just, like, flipped over the ropes and died? I mean, yeah. So, Lord Crew <laughs> threw Pretty Boy Smooth to the outside and then, you know, kind of signaled that he was going to dive out onto him. So, he bounced off the opposite side of the ring and came and started to go over the top. But instead, Pretty Boy Smooth jumped up, grabbed him by the back of the neck, slammed him onto the rope, kind of as like a choke, and then just dragged him over yes. the top rope. Whenever you see that move, usually it's like a comeback move, where or like where a heel will take over. He'll grab the head and snap a guy back, and the guy will bump in the ring. Well, Crew went forward. It bumped yeah. out of the ring. Awesome! Landed in the <laughs> rope right next to us. Incredible! The first oh shit, get out of the way moment of the night. That's true, that's true. It sure was. Um, Lexus, you get to see any of this? I you, did, yeah. What do you think? Um, I thought it was... So, like, all right, here's my deal. With, uh, like, PB is very, very big. We've already discussed that. I think that Crew gets mistaken for, like, a big guy because he's taller than most of the dudes he wrestles. That's true. So, I would say Crew's more so, like, a regular-sized guy. 
but I don't know. But that's just that's just my my thing. Uh, other than, I thought the match was pretty good. Um, I think that because uh, I think this is my first time ever seeing uh, PB wrestle in person uh-huh. that I've got to see from, him, and I was really impressed. Uh, Cruz, my guy, so I, I I knew he was gonna bring it. So I'm, uh, there was fucking chop spots and Ooh. everything. God yeah. damn, it was rough. There was one that everyone in the crowd's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, crew got one on PB uh, Smooth that made a whip crack sound that you know made you think a gun fucking went off in the in the, in the fucking moose lot. Maybe it was that gun they were giving away that one time. Remember that? I wish they were still giving off guns <laughs> during the intermissions. That was awesome. Um, there was also a spot where like you know Lorker ran at PB Smooth. PB Smooth put up his foot and just stomped him straight down to the mat. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, this this match was really good. This is one of those ones. Uh, when I buy the Blu-ray, I'm going to go back and watch a couple times because I thought it was very, very solid wrestling match. It kind of more my style than a lot of what we saw tonight. I mean, a lot of what we saw tonight was just insane brawling all over the place in the crowd and hardcore spots. And that's not necessarily my favorite thing in the world. However, something like this is. that. This was one of my favorite uh, matches of the night. So, uh, what is there any other notes on it? Um, no. Uh, I mean, they had typical... Yeah, strike spot. Oh, but it was insane, though. It was so yeah. good. Goddamn. And then uh, we had PV picking up the victory with a gory bomb variation. That's what I call it. I, I don't know what so, he calls it. So, I mean, it kind of, like, reminded me of Beth Phoenix's, where she, like, uh, the glam slam, where the, she, like, picks them up by the back of their arms, mm-hmm. and they're facing forward, but instead of, like, going down, he chucks them to the side. True. Yeah, slams them down. It's like a, yeah, anyway, that's that's what it was. It was fucking great. So, uh, unfortunately, Crew gets a loss, but, I mean, I know that was kind of a dream match for him, and that was a dream match for a couple other people in the crowd uh, to see. So, uh, you know, either way, I thought it was awesome, and uh, I really liked it. So, what was next? The next match was the Unsanctioned Pro Elimination Scramble match. Oh, my God. Now, this is where we noticed that there was a change in the lineup a little bit. Yes. Um, You know, fortunately, Cody Rice was not able to make it tonight. I have no idea why. But because of that, the the match, uh, you know, uh, makeup got changed a little bit. Space Monkey was removed from this match and, and put into a singles match later that we'll talk about. So, tell me, John, who was in this match? And then I have the order of the eliminations and how. Okay. Uh, the first participant was... Devin Moore. Mm-hmm. Then we had Gringo Loco, Matthew Justice, Ooh. Trey Lamar, Dale Patricks, uh, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, <laughs> and Iron Reed. That's right. Man, so many people in this match. Now, Will, uh, you, you know, I know who you were looking forward to see, but after seeing the match, who were the people that kind of stuck out to you as someone who hasn't seen a lot of these people before? Uh, well, of course, Trey Lamar. I think him and Myron Reed's back and forth throughout this match was obviously the focal point throughout some of this match and made for really, really good drama throughout as well. Uh, Trey Lamar was the guy I was really looking forward to seeing. Uh, Matthew Justice kind of came out of nowhere for me. Really, really enjoyed his performance tonight. Of course, him pouring the beer all over the crowd was also a funny pop. Uh, you know, it was just really cool to see some of these guys. Matthew Justice, and then, of course, Dale Patrick's another guy I've heard about all over this podcast. Uh, the two first names, NASCAR name, yeah. boy, did he bring it old school style. Just calling the spots, 
look like Kevin Owens out there just doing everybody's finisher, you know, and uh, really, really cool to see some of these guys. But, yeah, those were the standouts for me. Uh, the Rockingham guy really wasn't in the match long enough for me. He kind of, what were they calling him, the Knot Brother Love or something like that? Like, That's fair. That's he got, fair. Uh, he got a bad rap, I guess, the way he came in, but uh, I really wasn't really wasn't too keen on it. Well, you know, Daniel C. Rockingham is like the, uh, he's a, a motivational speaker and he has a pamphlet and he's going to save your life. And that, that he, and he's a heel, you know what I mean? Big time. So, uh, you know, but John, you were impressed with him, right? I, I was ready to commit to whatever he was selling. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to hand me the, the pamphlet that he was carrying around. But instead, Dale Patrick's got it. He got it and he ripped it in half like a big old jerk. I mean, uh, Lexus, did Daniel C. Rockingham, did he uh, approach you backstage and try to help you with your life? Uh, nah, man, I was outside because it was too hot in there. Okay, that's fair. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, maybe it would have been worth it just to be in there so that you could, you know, get your life improved. Because I, I'm kind of with John where I felt like that this guy had something that he could teach me, you know. But I'm a but sucker. I, so. I also would be worried that maybe he's got like a, a pyramid scheme he's trying to look me into. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those things are out there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, well, um, you know, this was one of those matches where every single one of these guys is like a main event type dude. So let's get through some of these eliminations and talk about it. And as we do, we can tell the story of the match. What was the first elimination, John? Uh, so the first elimination was the doctor. Mm-hmm. He was taken out uh, technically by both Myron Reed and Trey Lamar. But as they went for the pinfall... Trey pushed him out of the way, or Trey pushed Reed out of the way, mm-hmm. and stole the first elimination. This was after a good chunk of Lucha-type stuff, because what we had is we had Gringo Loco square off with every guy that could do flippy shit in this match, and just, like, put them all over huge, yes. which was a big, one of my favorite parts of the night. Um, you know, like, everyone was trying to hurt Karana him, and they couldn't, you know, because he just he just does a, a cartwheel. Yeah, <laughs> Until Dale Patrick's got in, and yes. he's like, "Yo, I'm fat. <laughs> like I can take you out too, man." And it he did. It was team, awesome. The team fat Swanton was amazing. <laughs> team fat. When him, him and him and Gringo got in there together. You can tell he was ready. They they were ready to bring it. It was really funny. These guys are awesome. Well, what was the next elimination, John? Uh, well, before we get to the next oh, one, yeah, uh, there was a fun spot. You know, where Trey Lamar and Myron Reed did the uh, running and diving over the turnbuckle yes. uh, onto the entire group of people in was, our section, basically. Our section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way really quick. Yeah, we were on hard cam side, so like we kind of. I don't know, I bailed a million times because I just didn't want to fuck with it, you know, I mean, there was, I, it, it's not fair to the wrestlers, too, to just sit there and stare at them when they're trying to do cool shit in your area, I just feel like bailing's the way to go, because then they can throw each other in the chairs and do whatever the fuck they want and not have to worry about me, you know, as a wrestler, I would think that having to worry about the crowd being in the way, kind of like, that'll put the handcuffs on you a little bit as far as what you can do, so, uh, well, that was fun. What was on, what was the next uh, elimination? Uh, the next elimination was Devin Moore. Uh, he received a Death Valley driver through the chair in the corner by Dale Patrick's. Oh, my God. Uh, what I loved about this match, and this is starting to tell the story, okay, is that you got these flippy guys, and then you got these, like, hardcore-type dudes, right? And that's kind of, you know, this match was a little bit telling the story of hardcore versus flippy. A little bit, and uh, this was kind of the beginning of that, uh, where you eliminated Devin Moore, and then we started to get down to 
you know, only guys that are flippy and only guys that are hardcore. I, I don't know. I just, it, you kind of fall in one of those categories uh, in this match anyway. But, uh, but yeah, so Devin Moore got eliminated. He got some cool shit off too. Um, he's the one who uh, Dale Patrick's was trying to do old school. Uh, walk, walking the ropes, and he got knocked onto, he got his nuts, uh, you know, he crotched on the rope, and, uh, you know, we all felt, uh, you know, ball trauma, because it is uh, psychically linked, our balls are psychically linked, of course, which I see ball trauma, I experience ball trauma, and uh, anyway, but then Devin Moore fucking, like, clotheslined him off the apron, too, that was awesome, so, and then, yeah, I think he planched it on him, too. Were these three guys, yeah, Gringo... Dale and Devin, were they also a part of the spot where at one point Dale was pinning Devin and Gringo did a moonsault off the top rope and broke up the pinfall? I feel like this was this spot and then I Gringo picked so, up yeah. the, vic- or the elimination. I actually. think you're right. I think you're right. That was awesome. Yeah, so that. after the DVD, Dale pulled him out to pin him, but then Gringo did a moonsault off the top, <laughs> broke up the pin with all of his. Because that's what logo. you do. Because that's what you do. You can't. Don't just climb down off the rope and push the guy. Do right. a fucking moonsault. It's awesome. Yeah. And then he shoved Dale out of the ring and then eliminated Devin. I love wrestling. It's the best. Uh, all right. What was the next one here? Uh, Gringo Loco was then eliminated next fall after Myron Reed hit a cutter on him. Did they Trey cut- steal this pinfall too? No, I think they traded cutters. Like you know, uh, they did some cool like you know flippy stuff and then I think Ringo hit a cutter on Myron but Myron like got right back up and hit like a springboard cutter on him yeah. and then he got the pin there so uh you know which means that's another flippy guy out and that leaves us with um who's left now uh it should be Matthew Justice Dale Patrick's Myron and Trent. and this is where the story really started to begin to be told of you know uh, either Myron versus Trey or Flippy versus Hardcore because it was kind of both because yeah. these guys just paired off and I believe it was uh, Dale with with Trey and then Matt Justice with Myron just beating each other up yeah. you know and doing you know their shit on each other which was good stuff right because they kind of did like the Royal Rumble spot where the last four and they had a stare down exactly and yes started brawling uh, and then Myron Reed and Trey Lamar started brawling again. And so Matthew Justice and Dale Patrick just rolled them up in schoolboys <laughs> and eliminated them both. That's right. So they, because of the distraction going on with their kind of issues that they were having, um, you know, we had uh, we had the hardcore guys get to do uh, get those flippy dudes out of the ring and then do their hardcore shit. Um, meanwhile, we had Myron and Trey just on the outside selling the whole time too, which meant the scene over for them. You know. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, well, tell us what was the next elimination. So uh, this is the, or the finale. winning elimination. Yeah, the, the finale. finale. <laughs> uh, so Matthew Justice or Bob the Builder, as the fans started calling him. Oh, he was having, he was oh, having some wow. issues. Uh, he set up two chairs and then a table in between. They decided I don't like that, so he moved the chairs closer and set them on top of the chairs. And then tried to put more chairs on top of that. And then, like, you know, Sean sneezed and the door fell off. I thought it was Max. Was it Max? Yeah, because that's when the crowd started shitting on Max more. They were like, you're fucking everything up. Somebody sneezed in the chair (laughs) and the tables fell over. And uh, Max got really upset, too. That's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, so Matthew Justice grabbed Max and was like, you set it up now. You fucked it up. <laughs> he just, and he knocked him out. <laughs> and then, he, yeah, then he just punched him in the face. And this is when Matthew Justice called for silence because he thought 
that maybe all the yelling from the crowd was what was knocking it over. All you the know? hot breath. Right, the hot breath. So everyone went silent, and we got like a really quiet, you can't do it chant going. You know, that was fun. And he did it. And he did it. He <laughs> so, set up the double chair door spot. Yeah. yeah. And he dragged Dale Patrick's over to it. And Dale said, hey, fuck your chairs. And he kicked it and knocked the whole thing over. <laughs> I was like, boom. Like, Damn. And then he set it up again, though. Then, then Dale set it up. Yeah, then he set it up a different way. <laughs> uh, and then they both climbed to the top and uh, did stuff off the top. What'd they do? I think uh, one of the things I love about this is this kind of thing. If those guys had gotten frustrated and started to get shitty, then that spot would have been terrible. But because they continued to be entertaining throughout the whole thing, it worked out really well. You know what I mean? I thought it was pretty funny and, and it was good stuff. Lexus, did you see any of this this match? This craziness that was going uh, on? I didn't. I didn't watch like the real like gruesome hardcore stuff. Okay. Well, it was. I mean, it was the scramble match. Yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't watch that last part of it. Oh, I got you. Okay. Did you see any of the match? Yeah. What you, did you have any thoughts on it? Um, I'm a really big fan of Rico Loco, so like whenever he does, like I, I kind of just like pay attention to him because he's fucking amazing. Uh, big fan of Myron and Trey as well. Uh, hopefully one day I can wrestle those dudes. But other than that, man, I thought the match was really fun. I thought it had a very good clash of personalities and styles. Um, and I don't know. I just wish that I wish that was the opening contest. Because it could have been a lot more stuff to be done, you know? That's true. You know, uh, typically, Unsanctioned Pro, if I'm correct, and I am sometimes wrong, so I could be wrong about this, but I believe that usually uh, Scramble opens the show at an Unsanctioned Pro show. So, um, you know, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong about that, but, I mean, you could be right. You could be right. I mean, like I said, I think that, you know, what ends up happening is the crowd just kind of gets tired towards the end of the night. Um, and because of that, some of the matches were less enjoyable and the crowd was just less up for them. Yep. Although it doesn't hurt the match quality. It's just kind of the fans' enjoyment of it was like maybe not as much as it could have been, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so. it, it, it dampers on the crowd a little bit. Like, it takes a lot more out of them. So what was the, what was the finale, John? Uh, the finale was Dale finally set up the table and chair spot. Uh, Matthew Justice hit a top rope DVD and then an elbow drop to pick up the victory. And as he was making his way out, he stopped back over at Christina Gucci Chanel and dumped a beer on her back instead of her front. Yeah, the first time he dumped it all over her front, the second time all over her back. But I think she was taking cover, and that's why it got Work on a good sport, really, honestly. It was so hot in there, it was probably not too bad. Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's a little sticky. Now, before we get to the uh, the storytelling part here at the end, um, you know, Will, what did you think about all this? This was some this was some good stuff. Huh? So, you know, pre previously coming into this, I knew the scramble was going to be crazy. I knew we were going to get some good stuff. But you know, like you said, being displaced, hopping up, jumping around, moving around, a lot of cool stuff. Rico Loco, of course, we talked about. Big fan of him, uh, and of course, some of the guys that I talked about at the beginning of this match as well. But it was just really cool to see the crescendo. Because, like you said, a whole bunch of other shit happened after all that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's led right into this. So, we, like I had said, we still had Myron Reed and Trey Lamar out kind of selling on the floor. And so they, they had some unfinished business, right? Right, John? Yeah, so Myron, it looked like he was being a good sport. He went in the ring and tried to help start 
picking up stuff, you know, to help get things cleared for the next match. And Trey still had problems with being eliminated. So he went in, turned around, they started arguing, and then they started, you know, brawling with one another. But then PB Smooth, he's he's too tall to sneak around. He disappeared, man. So he yeah. just kind of appeared, got in, and started whomping on Myron Reed, which had the awesome Odyssey who are know, friends of Myron Reed come out to help try and even the odds because obviously, you know, both of them combined, I still don't think are as tall as <laughs> Dibby Smooth, but they're close. He should have jumped on the other guy's shoulders and been like, hey, get over here. Let's do a chicken fight. Yeah, but exactly. Stop PB's not Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, their attempt to save the day was cut short because PB Smooth's like, nah, man, I'm gonna kill everyone in this ring. That's <laughs> what he decided. For Except for Trey, yeah. And so he decided to kill everyone, and him and Trey are boys. And so, you know, it looks like we're gonna get uh, some, you know, uh, further matches going on here, right? Possibly like a six man tag or something. Could be. It could be. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, what was the next match? The next match was the Hardcore Championship multicolored building blocks that hurt match. That's right. Um, AKA Legos. And they are, I mean, sends us a cease and desist Lego. Fuck you. Uh, we're not, they're not going to uh, they're, they're not listening. But, uh, and, and by the way, it is Legos. It's not Lego. You don't play Lego. You play with Legos. All you fucking assholes out there that say, I, I play Lego. Fuck you. Lego my ego. Yeah, that too. That was great commercials, by the way. And Ego waffles, way better than other waffles. Yeah. Why? Why is it so good? I don't know. They're oh, delicious. There's fucking crack in there or something. You know, it's awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah, tell me, uh, what was this again? Uh, oh, yeah. It was the Hardcore Championship match. Who was that? It was Marcus Green, mm-hmm. the current Unsanctioned Pro Hardcore Champion, going against Trip Cassidy. That's right. Your imaginary friend. Um, yeah. And uh, Trip Cassidy has Which a tool. shoot, not to interrupt. Huh? How's it a shoot? Because every time I'm around Trip Cassidy, I don't realize it's Trip Cassidy until he puts the makeup on. <laughs> like, he's like, like every time I see him, I'm like, oh shit, that's Trip Cassidy. And then, like, it's him with the makeup on. So, so yeah, just he, some it's random, a shoot. Like, it's for real. He's I got a random guy backstage. You're like, who had this? Like, and he's like, he's very, like, quiet, yeah. and, you know, like, he just moves around, like, whatever. But then, like, he'll, like, put the fucking makeup on, and then he's actually Trip Cassidy. I'm like, oh, my bad. My bad, homie. Like, I, I had that experience with Matt Justice tonight. I didn't see him. I was back, you know, I was, like, hanging out before the show, and I and he was just wearing a hat with his, like, hair tucked up in it, and I did not recognize him at all. And then I was like, oh, shit. I see the snake the snake pants, you know? And I was like, oh, there he is. You know, so... You know, he's my imaginary friend, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, now, um, John, you and I were famished. We had to eat something. I was getting the shakes, man. It had been such a long day. I had to go get some of those delicious burgers and fries. And, uh, you know, we kind of watched the, sh- the match from over at the other... Uh, from at afar. The, yeah, from afar. But, Will, you were watching this, right? Yeah, so this, was, this got a little wild, man. I mean, once they got all the Legos in the ring... Uh, there was one spot where he literally just dumped all the Legos on him, Marcus Crane, and I mean, it was just such a fun, crazy, I've never seen anything like this before, I've been watching wrestling over 20 years, I've never seen anything like this before, you know, I've heard about these matches before, I knew what I was in for for this match, uh, but these guys really brought it, I mean, they were doing like, 
DDTs out there on this thing. I mean, they were taking bumps on these big piles. Ow. I can't walk on one Lego without my foot just going to the moon. I can't imagine all these Legos being stuck. And the kid beside me, man, we could have built like a house on the Legos we got. <laughs> the kid beside him, Listen, that kid sitting beside you showed me later all the stuff he'd been oh, collecting. Dude. Yeah, he had, he had a like, piece of Trey Lamar's uh, like uh, gimmick table yeah, thing. Yeah, his like picture holder. He had part of the table. He grabbed a, not a fork. fork. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, well, my favorite spot in this match was towards the beginning. Marcus Crane, um, we, he like bumped, and I could see a couple Legos fall out of his pocket. And he got up real quick and said, pocket Legos, sha And like <laughs> threw them right at, uh, at uh, Trip Cassidy, much like a uh, rusty Shackleford will do on the uh, show King of the Hill. So uh, uh, that was fun. Some of my favorite spots were the weapons. Oh, yeah. Talk, uh, talk about the So they things. had a couple of different ones. They had like a little plate. It wasn't a plate. It was like a little, I don't know, something flat. They had Legos <laughs> glued to that. But then they had another one that it, I'm pretty sure had little poppers, like some right. firework poppers. Yes, sir. A bunch of them so super loud. glued to that. Uh, and then they also had these little, like, kid bats where they had Legos and poppers glued to those. And so at one point, Marcus Crane hit trip with it, and you just heard... <laughs> <laughs> what was great is they would hit them with it, and then some of them would would ignite immediately and make a popping noise and some would fall off and they'd step on them so it would like continually go now Caden made those right and Caden was in the house doing videos tonight which was a lot of fun and it was good to good to see him he's fucking great and uh he was having a blast tonight and he was just so happy and you know Jamie Coy made a point though after this he's like you know what let's just get rid of the Legos and have an all-poppers match, you know, which I think is a great idea. You know, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So you could have, like, the firework poppers, but then you could also have the drug poppers uh, that you could okay. uh, force someone to swallow and then start tripping. Is that what, how that does that? I think. I don't know. I've never done I don't them. think so. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's all interesting things about that particular drug but uh, look at Wikipedia that yeah Wikipedia that and you'll find out uh, what that's for but <laughs> anyway but when I was a kid I would take one of the poppers and I would open it up alright and then I would kind of pour out what was in there like on a piece of paper and then I'd open up a bunch of them and pour all that into one and twist it up and throw it and it'd be like boom you know so maybe we could do something like that you know any other spots you remember? And, and I mean, I know eventually they just dumped them all out, and they're bumping all over the place in the fucking in the, in the just bath of Legos. Uh, they also uh, Marcus Crane got like suplexed onto the container that just went, you know, that looked like it hurt real bad. Um, they got some chairs involved. They're hitting each other with these bats covered in Legos. It was insane. And then kids took them home as souvenirs. Yeah, what jump? John, what was the, the finale? Uh, the finish, the finale, was Marcus hit a driver onto the Legos, got the one, two, three, yikes, and retained the Hardcore Championship, he which is, he's officially, you know, spoilers, he makes it through the entire show. I couldn't title. believe it, yeah. It's the first time it's ever happened. I couldn't believe it. I thought at least Lexus Montez would come out there and go for it. Wait, you want that title, Lexus? Uh, Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to take a bump on Legos. Come on, man. You know, if that's the requirements for having a, the title. I'm straight. I'm <laughs> Someone's stalking you 24 seven to try and take it from you. No thanks. Let me try to get married and then see what happens. You know, it's a nightmare. But uh, 
Well, this was a lot of fun. Um, there were Legos everywhere. And uh, so they had to clean that up. And uh, it was a perfect time to go to something. Single intermission. And, uh, you know, we finished up our burgers. And then we kind of walked around and talked to some people. Yeah. Um, John, you had an amazing experience with a monkey from space, right? I did. Let's be honest. This was probably the best single intermission I've ever had in my entire life. Gross. <laughs> So, uh, there was multiple interactions. So Gross! Double gross. <laughs> triple gross, just wait. <laughs> so, the first one off, I went over to Braden Lee, shook hands, said, hey, great match tonight, really enjoyed got it. Got a picture. Got, got a picture. picture. I took a picture. Um, you know, I, I wanted a sticker, but he doesn't have any. Mm. So, I felt bad, you know, just like, hey, you want to take a picture, and I'm just going to go. <laughs> Can you tell us about his button? Yeah, so he sells buttons that are just pictures of him flexing. <laughs> so, like, whatever, man. Well, I'm not buying a shirt, so I guess I'll buy this $2 button. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And then, uh, so from afar, I could see the Bradley Prescott the fourth yeah. in the beer line. And I tried to, like, signal him over because we had an interaction a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Where I'm like, hey, man, next time I see you, I'll buy you a beer. And he's like, all right, dog, that'd be great. So uh, I know I was trying to signal him over to come get one, but he avoided me and just walked to the back. But not for long. But not for long. Uh, and so in that meantime, I went over and saw Space Monkey, mm-hmm. and you know asked him about the weather and space. He uh, monkeys that get hot. <laughs> like, okay. Whatever, man. Uh, bought a shirt. You got a shirt, right? And then. You know, picture. you came over, and I'm like, we got to get a picture. And, Will, you got in this picture with Space Monkey. What was he doing in the picture? Dude, he even gave me the clean bill of health. That's, That's right. Tell us about it. What uh, happened? We got the little got the little beard scratch. Uh-huh. Got the little checklist for bugs, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but it's a monkey from space. How could I not get a picture with a monkey from space? <laughs> Come on, guys. And he, you know, I asked him, I said, I said, hey, you know, did you find anything in their beards? And he checked again. He goes, oh, clean. <laughs> Came all the way from Lexington for this. Oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. That was awesome. Um, let's see here. And, and so then when oh, I got sorry. back to the seats, I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna take this step further and I just shot uh Bradley a tweet, like, need a beer? Question mark. And I we me and you both just like sat there and watched him read his watch <laughs> and he looked over and was like, Yup. So we went over, had a beer. Shared a nanny like together. Yuck. Uh, not great. But that's what he loves. So Yeah, and you got a picture drinking natty light with uh, Bradley Prescott. That's it. Yeah. And you know, it's a dream come true, right? Yeah. Naturally. It's a, yeah, it is naturally a dream. Lexus, uh, did you do anything during intermission? No, no, I was just chilling. You just chilling, trying to stay cool? Yeah, dude. And we're going to pause for a couple interviews. We'll see you on the other side for the rest of the review. All right, we're here at Unsanctioned Pro with a debut on the podcast and a debut here at Unsanctioned Pro. PB Smooth, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm great, and I'm really happy to talk to you. Um, You're a guy that folks really want to see down here. 
And, uh, you know, there's been many, many kind of, you know, higher-end fans, so to speak, around here that really want to see you down here. Are you excited to make your debut? I'm always excited. I hear these shows are great. we got a sold-out crowd, so I'm ready to do what i got to do. Now, you've been extremely successful up at AIW with championship reigns and all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, that's awesome. I'm so happy to see that stuff happening for you. And you've kind of been booked all over the place. I mean, what, what are some of the places you've been working lately? Um... Well, I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been to Paradigm a few times in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Freelance Underground not too long ago. I was in Tennessee for Bandit Wrestling. And I got some promotions in Pennsylvania I'm doing right now, Rise and uh, Revenge Pro Erie. And I'm trying to make my way back to Alpha One in Canada pretty soon. There you go. Yeah. Now, this opponent of yours tonight, this guy, he says he's a lord. I don't know what he's a lord of. You know, a uh, lord crew. Um, you know, I don't know. I think he's got more tattoos than, than anyone that I've ever seen. And maybe that's why he thinks he's royalty. What do you think of this guy? And what are you going to do to him? Well, for one, I only serve one God. And that one, I'm not wrestling tonight. <laughs> And I hear he likes to fight, and I do too, so we're going to see what happens. My God. I, I've heard, uh, you know, a lot of people speculating that this is going to be, you know, uh, just what, you know, JR might have called a slobber knocker. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of strikes, a lot of a lot of people getting beat up in this match, and that's going to be you and him, but hopefully more him than you, right? Always. It's not hope. It's going to happen. <laughs> Outstanding. Now, let's say you, you uh, destroy Lord Crew. Uh, he's eviscerated. He never wrestles again because you just destroyed him, embarrassed him so much here at Unsanctioned Pro. What's going to be next for you then? Uh, that's up to the promoter, whatever he wants. If he wants to see me as a champion, tag team champion, singles champion, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm ready to work. <laughs> that's outstanding. Now, you uh, you are known uh, you know, for a lot of things, and one of the things that I know you from is your uh, tag team championship reign up there at I- AIW with uh, Hornswoggle. Tell me a little bit about Twins and uh, how much fun was that? Uh, it was definitely fun. He, he got me out of my shell, made me more comfortable in the ring, um, and we had a good time. We had a good reign for about eight to ten months, and now it's time to move on. That's outstanding, man. Well, where can folks find you on the internet? Uh, the Twitter tag is PB underscore fresh to death, the number two. And Instagram is PB underscore smooth. Those are the ones I like the most. Well, I like Instagram. I really like Twitter, but I'm on there. That's so. fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you know what I figured out is if, if you're good looking, you're on Instagram. If you're yeah. not, you're on Twitter. So yeah. that's why I'm all about the Twitter. So. Yeah, and that's why I love Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're shooting up in this motherfucker. I mean, uh, all right. Well, we're here back here, still here at Unsanctioned Pro, you know, and uh, we're talking to two of the best refs in the biz. Uh, first of all, my uh, second favorite ref, it's Max Recom. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing all right. Well, now, you know, before we get to the other guy, you know, uh, real quick, we need to know how is the tan going? I mean, it's really important that everybody is wondering how's Max Recon's tan going this summer? Uh, my tan is on fleek uh, you know I, I, this medium rare I would say okay uh, cut me open and I'm just nice and pink on the inside is that how you like it absolutely all right awesome well we're also joined by his buddy my favorite ref and that's Sean <laughs> O'Brien what's up Sean hey what's up Drew how you doing bro I'm doing good I'm doing good now sure. you guys are the uh you know the always the referees here on Sanction Pro and Max you know what has this place meant to you so far this place is on fire. The fans, the wrestlers, just everyone involved. I love coming to Unsanctioned Pro. I love coming to Columbus, Ohio. I really wish other people would come. 
and check it out. Uh, it's always a full house. It's always a full house as is, but we can always have you standing and enjoying the show. You know, that's what it's all about. That's so true. That's if you true. can get in, get in. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we also have Sean here, so we get, Sean's got to get his shit in. And, uh, you know, Sean, how you been, man? It's been a little while since we talked to you. I mean, not that long, but Where's it's been a little while. Where's your man bun? <laughs> well, Where's your man bun? <laughs> The man bun is, is dead. It's dead, right? It's dead. Now, yeah. some people, uh, you actually you actually had the the man who I cut did. my man bun off on the show and, recently, and, and you uh, know you know I mean kind of felt some type of way about it, but you know like I, th- I thought it was cool, you know because like you know you're my favorite podcast, I'm your favorite ref, like. And, and then you go and have Ben on the show? Like, come I mean, on, bro. He guilt trip me into it. It's fine. And plus, there's the bald dudes thing. It's just one of those okay. things that happens. You know what? You know? I feel it. I but, don't, I don't uh, know what I mean. he's, he's good at that. You know, so. a lot of people have accused you of, uh, you know, your skills changing and your your, your your account, you know, your quickness of your account, the speed of it changing <laughs> since you lost the man bun. How has it affected your life? Uh, it really has. <laughs> I mean, uh, I pretty much, the only time I ever notice it is when I look in the mirror, you know, when I scream. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's whenever I walk uh, past the mirror and, and in the morning and I see my man butt is gone. But I got gotcha. The only time I really ever, like, you know, there's a lot of people who have, you know, reached out to me and have said shit about it. And, you know, and like, even what was it last? It was it the last Sam Sanction show? They, they had made comments about it. The fans did. That was yeah. kind of weird. Wow. Um, so, like, because everybody hated it before, quit, quit and now it's up, like, you know, uh, now it's, it's like a, a thing. It's kind of the kinda... equivalent of when you snip a cat's whiskers, it just goes in a circle. Yeah. That, that's it's equilibrium. So that's non man right? bun now. I'm not growing it back. Oh, I'm not growing it back. Okay, though. well, then you'll always be a bad rat. Please grow back. Please grow back. Please grow back. Max, can folks find you on the internet anywhere where they, they can check can. out the tan? They absolutely can. They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Twitter, Max Recon. Uh, on Twitter, it's Ref Max Recon, uh, and then come out to the shows and check me out in person. There we go. Now, Sean, where can we find you? We kind of already know, but it's okay. You can you can get your shit into. I mean, it's uh, the same on all platforms: Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. At official SPO five hundred two, and then uh, actually, I have so many friends on Facebook now. So yeah, too many. that's cool. Yeah, I got 5,000 hey, friends. So. I'm almost there, too. You yeah, know, you know but, those bots that promise you a yeah. good time from some point? Yeah, he's got like 2,000 of those. I don't no, like yeah, this platform. Come see me on my other page. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, got I, I thought about making a rep page, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might mess with it one of these days. But, awesome. But, yeah, okay. so that's where you can find me. Awesome. Oh, Midwest. Always good to talk to you guys. RWO for life, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Can't <laughs> wait to three-count and shoot later on. All right. Finally. Finally. My God, it's been so long. Um, you know, I've had this mission in life, but I've been trying to get Cole Radrick, the Death Wish kid, on my podcast for so long. And years. finally, here you are, buddy. I know, man. It's been years, almost two two years that we've been trying to get this thing done. Oh, yeah? So, Some of us here. are trying harder than others, but it's okay. Hey, it's hey, okay. I, hey I'm a well-known piece of crap human No, no, no. Now, let's talk about that real quick. So, you know, you've been around a long time. I've seen you, you know, go from someone who I thought was a tremendous wrestler just to begin with, and you've improved so much over all this time, and you've changed your body, you've changed your attitude. Tell me a little bit about uh, how your life is different now than it was, say, two years ago. Man, it's just it's an environment thing, honestly. Uh, I'm, I'm in a good place mentally, physically. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Uh, just... You find different reasons to get motivated over things, and I was in a situation where I didn't feel motivated. I felt like everything I did was uh, scrutinized, criticized, 
and now, man, I'm just I'm just trying to live my best life, have as much fun as I can, enjoy the process. Uh, for those who do not know, I got injured about a year ago, and I was told that maybe I would never be able to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. And like, as soon as that happened, it just changed my life, changed my outlook. Like, every time I get to wrestle, it's just an extra day I got to wrestle. And it makes you really appreciate. Plus, I, plus, you know, I got addicted to going working out, so now, now I get those one-on flex photos in as much as I can. <laughs> and that, we're living, baby. We're living. It's awesome, man. And like I said, I've been so happy to see you grow as a person and as a wrestler. Some of the things that we get to see, us old guys, we get to watch a guy like you grow up right in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? And not only just in the ring, but as a, a person. And uh, it's very rewarding. You know, especially somebody like me. I don't have any kids. You know what I mean? So I get to kind of see the Death Wish kid do that shit. You know? And, uh, well, I mean... I guess my questions, I have so many questions for you, but I only have a little bit of time. Tonight, you're an unsanctioned pro. Absolutely. Um, you are going to be in a crazy match, uh, from what I can tell. Absolutely. And uh, I, how many moves are going to be in this match? All of them. All the, all the fucking moves. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I, 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 we don't, I don't care about you know how many moves we do. That's why I'm going to do all of them. Okay. I got you. Some people say less is more, more is more. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's a mathematical equation that doesn't add up. Okay. Well, you're right about that. The other thing, too, is that I've noticed you got shorter somehow. Like, you were six foot last year, and now you, somehow you're shorter. What happened? Man, I just changed different shoes. That's all it is. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm down to 5'11 and a half. Oh, man. Well, it, you know, at least you're still big, and uh, that's important. <laughs> And uh, everyone's fucking with us while we're trying to do this interview. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man. Well, you know, like I said, it's been a, lo- a long time coming, and I'm really glad to finally have you, and I'm really glad to see you here at Unsanctioned Pro, know, where uh, you're going to love this crowd, and you're going to love this show tonight. Hopefully. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Uh, they've been wanting, wanting me to be here for a while, and it ended up happening. So I'm finally here at Unsanctioned Pro. and <laughs> Where, where can folks uh, see your uh, flexing and stuff on the internet? Man, it's easy, man. At Cole Radjic on Instagram and Twitter because I'm cool and I'm simple. It's brand, baby, brand. Uh, you can basically find me at any, anything in Indiana because that's all. <laughs> apparently, I'm just a 40-mile vet in Indiana. Well. But here I am in Ohio. That's right. Back in Ohio, you know. Uh, a lot of people outside waiting in line to get in here, and there's a good chunk of them that are here to see you, my friend. I know, so. man. The response that I got. From me coming to a sanctioned pro was absolutely like one of the coolest things ever. Hearing all these people saying, you know, it's finally glad to see Cole Rouse back in Ohio. Uh, nowhere else I would rather be than here at Unsanctioned Pro. Outstanding. Thanks so much. Thank you, buddy. All right. Well, that was single arm And after that, we had another job. What was in there? That's disappeared. Yeah, I might as well just leave them up, you know? Well, anytime the phone turns off, the notes disappear. You know what? I have mine set so it never turns off unless I turn it off. It's really convenient. I don't want to kill the battery. Well, the next plug in. Was forever young. Scotty. Oh, God. Taking on. This is where the card got shaken up a little bit. (laughs) Space Monkey. Be careful. Don't say shake up around wrestling with Will (laughs) Will in the car. He gets pissed off. It's tough. It's not a (laughs) shake-up. Now, Space Monkey was in his Space Pirate Monkey gimmick tonight. Instead of, he didn't have the actual helmet and everything, but he got pelted with with the bananas. Uh, But this match was all about Scotty Young's nipples. It was all about that. It was about Scotty Young's nipples and Space Monkey's tail. You know, um, the crowd hates Scotty Young with a passion. He is one of the 
only like 100% true heels at, at Unsanctioned Pro where there's not a person in there that likes him. He probably feels bad about himself even, you know, and he better after what happened tonight. And he comes out and he doesn't want to take his shirt off because he's embarrassed about his nipples, right? Yeah, because people instantly start calling him baby nipples. <laughs> and instead of like saying, hey, grow some balls, they were like, grow some nipples. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, yeah, he ate that shit up and, you know, threatened to leave at one point and then came back with, like, tape over his nipples. <laughs> that was amazing. So, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot more. Even though we had a monkey from space, this was probably one of the most traditional pro wrestling matches tonight, which is fucking crazy to say. Because we had a man with tiny nipples, a monkey from space, and this was more of a traditional match. Yeah. <laughs> There were plenty of shenanigans before the match even started where, you know, Scotty Young refused to take his jacket off. So as he refused to do that, Space Monkey then just started mimicking everything he was doing. Would you say, John? Would you say that he was aping him? Yeah. <laughs> Great one. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that was the shenanigans for the most part. And then eventually, Scotty Young took the jacket off and, uh, you know, Space Monkey had to go over and check to make sure they were actually there. <laughs> and he found them. He and he did. instantly started giving them purple nerves. <laughs> he also did the, uh, the classic Space Monkey spot where he checked him for bugs and he found one, you yeah. know? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he ate it. Huge pop from the crowd. And then he used it. It's awesome. Um, he also sometimes will do this thing where he will dig around in his own trunks and find poop in there and then start throwing the poop at his uh, opponent. That's always great. Um, <laughs> he also had lots of bananas, as usual, which yes. he's very appreciated. Bananas. Have you ever noticed this is how dedicated Space Monkey is to, uh, you know, his character? Well, him being a monkey, is that he actually opens the banana just like an actual banana does, upside down, so to speak, from what, a, you know, we usually open it with the stem and peel right. it that way. No, he fucking does it the other way around, which is how a real monkey does it. So, um, it actually works out better that way when you uh, peel them that way, but when you wrestle half the match with it. Uh, I mean, at one point, Scotty Young slipped on a banana peel, and that's when he'd had enough. He's like, all right. Uh, Space Monkey unfurled the tail, and Scotty Young was like, oh, a tail. I think I'm going to beat the fuck out of it. And that's what he did, right? <laughs> yes. I don't think he ever did an actual wrestling move to Space Monkey's physical body. It was just strictly to the tail. <laughs> He's like going off the middle rope with like arm, like or like elbow drops to the tail. He did a tail drag. Yeah, he took him to the outside instead of crotching Space Monkey on the rope or on the turnbuckle ring post. I knew I'd get there eventually. <laughs> Uh, he he the grabbed the tail and just started slamming that against the repos. <laughs> Space Monkey was just—he was in so much pain. Oh man! I mean, it was clear. At one point, he just cried out in pain, and then he like started hitting the tail to kind of like wake it up, and then was like, "Oh wait, that hurts!" You know, and yeah. started screaming again. Uh, that was like, a lot of fun. He kept trying to get the ref to like have him some sympathy. Like, come on, man! I, you Stay know, my tail. Um, what else you got in there, John? Uh, so. I know we had a tail break at one point. Oh, man. So Kevin Owens asked one finger tail spot. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. so the Scott crowd caught every second of that. I didn't know if the crowd was going to catch that, but they did. They, they caught it right. And, dude, they were really, he was really working the tail. I mean, the tail was the star of the show tonight. Yeah. Sure. 
definitely was. Yeah, John. Uh, and no, I was. There's other spots. You know, instead of doing like a uh, kind of where like the person does an arm. Like, right. Well, no, not like the like wrist lock. The wrist lock. Yeah, instead of the wrist lock, he was doing it on the tail, tail lock. <laughs> yeah, tail lock. <laughs> um, then there was a tail drag. Just a lot of he did double knees to the tail, dude. Everything he did, he did a fucking uh, like a backcracker to the tail, you know, uh, all kinds of shit. At one point, uh, Space Monkey tried to do the uh, the monkey flip, which is obviously one of his signature moves. And uh, Scotty Young foiled it at first, but then he like you know he just fucking smacked him one a couple times. And he was like, you know what? And then he hit him with it. That was a lot of fun. Um, people were accusing Scotty of spanking the monkey in the middle of the ring. Offensive. That's not even funny. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but Lexus, did you see this match? I didn't catch this one. No. Have you seen Scotty Young's nipples? Uh, no. I saw the band aid thing, and yeah. that was pretty funny. But I, I've never. Uh, I mean, they're so small. It's really weird. It's true to gimmick form. You didn't see. Well, no, that's they're not form. that small. Yeah. Have you seen Josh Adams' nipples? Oh, yes. They're small too. They are. Uh oh. You can start calling it baby nice. Maybe start calling it, well, no, then he'd have to get his own shit. That's not how that works. But uh, anyway, well, tell us what was our fashion match, John. Uh, the finish was Scotty Young saying, I'm going to do my finishing move now. <laughs> and as he got Space Monkey up for it, Space Monkey reversed out of it. Uh, was able to knock Scotty Young down and then hit him with a tail whip. Yeah. For the one, two, three. Dude, that tail whip. I mean,. You know, it must have hurt Space Monkey almost as much as it hurt Scotty Young, too, because his tail was all fucking bruised up and shit, you know, but, uh... You gotta make sacrifices sometimes. It's true, you got to win a match, you know, so Scotty Young, uh, he's only lost one other time in Unsanctioned Pro, and so he loses the Space Monkey, and that makes me very happy. What was the next match? Next match was Kobe Durst Uh-oh. versus <gasps> the Prince of Sport, Lexus Montez. That's right! Lexus, you were wearing your uh, a uh, Attack on Titan shirt, right? Or jacket? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, can you tell me the significance of it? Oh uh, well, I decked it out to, I guess, like kind of like not be as Attack on Titan ish. So I just like put some like like fabric paint on it and stuff. Okay. So you won't explain how it's significant and what it means to you? I don't really mean anything. It's just a jacket. Okay, cool. It just looks cool. There you I go. Thought it was, I thought it would look good. It does look cool. And and you uh, you had a match versus a Diamond Tiger. Yeah. Um, you know, the man himself, Kobe Durst. I know this is one you've been looking forward to. Are you going to tell us a little bit about it here? Uh, number one, I didn't know Homeboy was from Canada. I don't know if that's a shoot or not. But, uh, it is. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a decent match uh, for what it was, you know, in the spot it was in. Uh, seeing how they've like seen everything, but you know, I thought we we produced something pretty decent. Okay, you won't take us through it or anything like that, or I mean, you guys are there. Cool. All right. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, uh, did, what did you guys think? Uh, I enjoyed the drop kick spot where you guys both tried to hit drop kicks. Uh, what was it trace times? Yeah, three times. Uh, I really like the long collar and elbow tie-ups. That was fun. I love that shit, man. Um, another spot I enjoyed were your Falcon Arrows. Your well, I had one Falcon one. Arrow. The other one I had a Cradle Shock. Um, you did what? Cradle Shock. Oh, okay. So it wasn't two Falcon. Okay. I yeah. thought it was two. Sorry. 
but he kicked out of both of them, whatever they were, you know, because uh, it looked like you were going to take him take him out with those, man. But nope, not happening. Uh, lots of great striking this match as usual. Uh, one time he was up on the top rope and you blasted him in the head. Oh, yeah. I thought his head was going to come off of his I shoulders. Thought, I thought his head did come off. <laughs> thought it did. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit, my bad. Let me listen. <laughs> Listen, I think this was the first match that, that really, everyone was really zoned in. I mean, everyone was paying attention, but I think where you guys brought the pace with the headlocks and all that kind of cool stuff, it really it really brought everyone to kind of focus in on what you guys were doing. I think this was the uh, the wrestling portion of the card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's cool. Yeah, just, and, and well, and the way you all brought everything to the table, like the way you presented it exactly like you said, it was more wrestling style but it's kind of what everybody was ready for at that moment, it was almost like it was presented at a time where it was like, okay, let's do this, you know, and, uh, and I think for me, the first time seeing Kobe Durst, uh, you guys really put on something special because I really didn't know what to expect from him, so to see him kind of move around the ring, both of you guys kind of have similar speed style and, and it was really cool to see you guys move around the ring the way you did Thank you. Oh yeah? Good stuff from Will back there. I like it. What, uh, got any notes there, John? Uh, not really. Whatever most of the spots that are in the notes. Okay, well, what else is in there? Uh, lots of great stuff in this. Kobe kicks out back to back top and arrows. Okay, cool. And then the finale. Okay. Well, so earlier in the match, he hit you with an MX, right? Yeah. And you, like, sold it like a fucking, it was a tremendous sell. You, like, went back on your heels, whoa, whoa, but, oh, you, didn't, but you didn't fall down, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, so he thought, I guess that didn't work. I'm going to go to the top rope and do Bushi style, right? Heck yeah. And he hit you with the MX off the top rope, and that was kind of what finally did it for you. But at what point did you think maybe you had won this thing? Um, probably that, uh, the Prince is Dead Brain Buster. Yeah. That was awesome, too. Man, that was a good brain buster. And rarely does a move like that get the kind of pop that that did. Because it just fucking... Shout out to my homie Kyle. Uh, Is that the guy's name? That uh, that you guys said bye to before we dipped out? That he did what? That you said bye to before we dipped out? I'm not sure. You mean Caden? Caden, yeah, Caden, my bad, I'm sorry Yeah, Caden, yeah, I thought Yeah, Kyle was the ring announcer Uh, yeah, shout out to Caden for getting that That, uh, that, that video mm-hmm. That's on the, uh, Twitter it Looks pretty nasty Did he already post it? Yep Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't get a chance to look at any of that So, yeah. uh, what's his Twitter? So we can, we can, uh, uh oh, yeah, It's like, it up, I think right. it's like Caden, KVR And then a number So, yeah, we'll put You pull it up and we can plug Caden's uh, Twitter So, because uh, he got lots of great videos tonight uh, But, uh <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so he hits the MX on you And he gets the win But, I mean you know, I think that this was a great showing again, you know, showing everybody what you can do. And as you said, the wrestling portion of the evening, you know, which I think you guys, uh, you guys represented that part of the show very well. So, uh, that- but, uh, Charlamagne Caden, it's at KVR216. There you go. Follow Caden, KVR216. They're on Twitter and, uh, you'll see all kinds of great, uh, tweets and whatnot. So he's a cool dude. But, uh, what happened next time? Immediately, as soon as the pinfall happened, we went straight into a tag team match. That's right. Uh, the Rejects and uh, their opponents, the Young Studs, yeah, uh, Eric Ryan and Bobby Beverly, 
uh, just started stumbling outside of the backstage area, just beating the shit out of each other. They came through the entrance, uh, you know, and just already beating each other up, man. And I bailed immediately. I was like, I am out of here. There's no way I'm staying in the so- in the front row. And that was a really smart choice because they immediately went right to where we were and started, like, stabbing each other with forks and shit. So, like, this spot is clear. <laughs> Let's go right here. Unbelievable. Oh, that rhymes. I'm a rapper sometimes. Mm, not about knowing. Maybe poet. I don't know about... Maybe neither, actually. Never mind. Yeah. Um, but uh, how about just podcaster, dude? And, yes. r- and author... A writer, you're a writer, yes, right? Writer as well. You're, you're a writer, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, tell me. I mean, this. I mean, this is one of those ones that's hard to take notes on because it's like, you know, dude punches other dude. Dude throws dude onto chairs. Dude, bro, bro, yeah, for all. Uh, dude throws other dude onto plastic forks. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so much like the uh, Legos spot where they had some super glue, they had plastic forks stuffed through like a. Like, I don't know, a piece of paper that kept them upright. Like cardboard or something, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the rejects stuck it down and went to slam one of the other guys through it. But instead, they got slammed through it. What? Yeah, that's kind of how that works. You set it up, you go through it. Yeah, it was Bobby Beverly and Reed Bentley, I believe, that were fighting over that, you know. And uh, and Bobby Beverly, or Reed Bentley was the one that eventually went through it. Um they sets a bunch of stuff up and went through it. I love Eric Ryan. He has a fucking death wish in the ring in a good way. And man, you know, I the only thing was is that there were a lot of this a lot of parts of this match that I just couldn't see because everyone was standing up. So, you know, you can stand on a chair and, you know, get in everyone's way, or you can just kinda deal with it. Um, not the tallest dude in the world. I'm very average height, so like, you know, a lot of times people are taller than me and I can't really see over them. Uh, so I, I didn't really see a bunch of this match, unfortunately, but I did get to hear the crowd react, and my God, they were like, oh, ooh, ah, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, Will, did you see any of this? So, you know, it's just the ironic part about this match was it was so abrasive in the beginning. You know, we were moving around, moving and shaking around, and then boom, all I'm of a sudden, groove? the bell rings, you know, and we're like, okay, the match has started. So, you know, I, these are guys that I've been waiting to see, but it was really hard to kind of, like you said, keep up with the action and, um, not, that, not that it took away from the match because it was still fun to watch and they just beat the living shit out of each other. So, um, you know, of course, it's always good to see that. And, uh, of course, they did get in the ring. They did get some moves in towards the end of the match. So I can respect that. Um, but it just really, like I said, it was really hard to kind of keep up. Overall, really enjoyed the match. It just wasn't my favorite of the night. Okay. Yeah, the rejects are insane and so are the young studs. So, I mean, that really was a great way to kind of put this two things together. I mean, I think, like, a bottle got broken, and, I mean, there was all kinds of shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, guys got chucked into the chairs, right into the crowd, and then you can't see, and then all, you just hear the reactions and stuff. Is there any notes on it, Joe? Um, they attack each other with chairs and forks, insane brawl with crazy spots right and left, and then the finale. What was the finale? The finale, <laughs> Murdoch hits a brain buster on Bobby Beverly through a chair mm-hmm. to pick up the win. Flat in the chair. Yes. You know, goodbye chair. Uh, it was like the third or fourth chair that just got completely flattened. And the third or fourth brain buster that we saw that night, too. Uh, so, you know, maybe Unsanctioned Pro could benefit from kind of getting all on the same page, the wrestlers, with which moves they're doing and stuff like that, maybe. So, I think there was even a brain buster. Yeah, there was a brain buster in the very first match, and, you know, there's a bunch of them, but... 
you know, but I mean, I love that move, so it's cool to me, you know, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was a cool finish to that match, and it made a lot of sense as to what all the things they had done to each other it was a good peak on that match, so, uh, I, you know, I know it's not your favorite thing in the world, but did you see any of this, Lexus? No, I didn't. No? Okay, cool. Well, uh, what was next, John? The next match was a grudge match between Casanova Valentine and Aria Azteca. That's right. And so Valentine came out and he grabbed the mic and he said, you know, I'm not going to no-show this. I have a really bad injury with my hand, but I still drove eight hours from New York to be here for this show. And as he's given this, you know, just heartfelt promo. Azteca, that son of a bitch, comes out, Pearl Harbor's him, starts attacking the injured hand. That's right, he Pearl Harbored the shit out of him, and that hand injury's a shoot, too, because I went to shake his hand earlier in the evening, and he was like, and this is before the show started, or any fans were there, really, and he gave me the elbow. We, like, bumped elbows instead, because he was like, man, my hand's all fucked up. I'm like, okay, bro. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, he had the garden weasel, of course, when he came out, you know, because he was planning on doing some gardening of someone's face. And, uh, you know, Ari, Ari Azteca, the former Alvarado, you know, he comes out, um, the guy next to me, Andy, that was with uh, uh, the other Andy that was with Jamie Coy, he said he looked like the Hamburglar. His makeup looked like the Hamburglar. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so he's like, Ari Azteca, is that Hamburglar in Spanish? That's what he said. So technically, he was stealing people's shit. It's, hey! Hey, Ari Azteca. Yeah. Get your own shit! Oh. No, I, I really like that guy. And what was great about him, you know, in this match is he was a monster heel, you know, just being a fucking asshole. And he uh, he's not known for this kind of wrestling. So it was really fun to see a guy who's not known for this kind of wrestling, get in there and mix it up with Casanova Valentine. I love this match. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, superior to the other hardcore matches that we got in the evening, other than the main event. I thought it was really, really good. And I think Casanova Valentine is really a master of when to do certain things. You know, for, like, for example, towards the end of the match, there was a very great near fall where Arya Azteca hit some huge move on him, and he, he like, kicked out with his middle finger up, and he was like, fuck you, you know what I mean? It was, like, a perfect spot to do that. The crowd bit on it, thought it was awesome. I think that, you know, Castillo Valentine is, is kind of a master of this type of psychology. Does a really great job at it, and, uh, you know, I thought that stuff was awesome. But uh, I think I got some good notes on this one. Like some notes? Uh, just a lot of brawling in the crowd. In the finale. What, Will, what do you think about these spots where they just Irish whip each other into the chairs? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it changes the whole <laughs> dynamic of the arena. I mean, it really gets everybody up moving around. I mean, like like I said, the last couple of matches, I was up moving around. I really didn't go back to my seat uh, much towards the end of the show because the whole road just got dismantled. <laughs> I mean, it was like not even a road anymore. So, and, uh, and not that there's anything wrong with that. John and I just set up shop right behind it. We could see just fine. Sure. No big deal. Um, it was actually safer that way. We could get the hell out of Dodge a little bit quicker. <laughs> uh, but as far as everything with this match, uh, you know, Casanova Valentine is somebody that I have been recently uh, hip to. Uh, most notably, I don't know if you guys saw the video a couple Good months man. ago of him eating crab rangoon. That was like the first time I'd ever seen him. Uh, it was like this what? random video he did for a promotion. And I don't know why I saw it. It was like on Twitter. He was like eating crab rangoon. And crab rangoon is good. Like the Chinese food? Yeah. 
like like the Chinese food. He was doing a promo for a show that he was doing, and uh, there was supposed to be some kind of show in Lexington he was supposed to come to, and he actually did come down to Lexington because the show got canceled for right. other things. And, bar fight. Uh, yeah. yeah, bar fight. And uh, so I had kind of known him, so to kind of see him, and again, one of those situations where putting a name to a face, or face to a name, uh, was another cool way to see kind of what he brings to the table because he was a brawl. You know, it was a lot of stuff out of the ring. You know, he was playing up the injury. Uh, but once they, like you said, once they got in the ring, there was some magic there. Oh, really yeah. Cool Lexus Montez, would, uh, you know, is there a chance that um, that you would want to Irish whip me into chairs? Uh, nah. No? Nah. What about me? Yeah, what about John? Mm. What about Dean? Oh, fuck no. No? Okay. What about on the Blade on a Pole match? When we do finally do the Blade on a Pole match, you versus Dean, is that going to be a spot Irish whipped into a bunch of chairs? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now we're talking. All right. So, yeah, I can't wait. Set it up. <laughs> but it's only because I love Dean. That's why. You wouldn't have to get the full effect of a wrestling. That's what it is. I got you. I just, those spots, I I think that they're the most ridiculous when they're they're being thrown into non-folding chairs. You know, those chairs that just kind of are just giant shaped pieces of metal. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not budging for anybody. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, but, uh, John, tell us who won the match. Uh, Casanova Valentine picked up the victory with a claw slam through a door. I don't know what he calls it, but he gives the guy the claw, you know, the iron claw and like grabs his head and then fucking basically does like a choke slam holding him that way, which is pretty cool. I dig it. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. I dig his theme song. It's what theme is it? I don't know. It's just funky. And I, like I think it. it's a custom. He did have a cool song, yeah. Okay. Song, yeah. Well, he's smart if he has that, right, Lexus? Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, uh, anyway, well, that led us to your main event of the evening. And the main event was for the first champion, to crown the first uh, heavyweight champion in Unsanctioned Pro after his big long tournament, uh, the two guys that made to the finals, one was the god of drivers, the modern day Terry Funk, Evercross versus Alex Cologne, who is just coming off this GCW tournament win um, and is one of the hottest guys on the independent scene at the moment, and uh, Evercross, who is a guy that I've only seen in Unsanctioned Pro, I've never heard of him anywhere else, and we've talked about him on the podcast many times about how he's proved himself to this crowd, and he's become kind of an organic star at Unsanctioned Pro, where you see him in a match and you go, okay, I know this is going to be good. Um, this was fucking awesome. This match was incredible. Um, I didn't have the energy that I wanted to have to watch this, but I so I didn't really do a ton of cheering, but man, I just couldn't, st- I couldn't take my eyes off this match. I thought it was so awesome. Um, let's kind of run through it real quick here and talk about some of the spots. I got some good notes on it, and then, John, I want to, you know, basically get everybody's thoughts on it, and we'll close up shop here. What do you think? Sure. Sounds good to me. All right, so notable spots include a backpack with, uh, Mikinochu. Michinoku driver. Yeah, yeah. I totally butchered that. Unbelievable. Finally, I butchered a name. <laughs> Michinoku driver from Everett Cross, uh, onto Alex's head. Yeah, he just dropped him right on his head. It was brutal. Oh my god! Uh, there were great near fall or great near falls um, where Cross fell backwards through chairs, and Alex followed it up with a double stomp where he just 
literally took his boot and just grated it across Everett's face. Um, it was brutal. From the top rope. From the top rope. So, yeah. Um, after that, there was a pile driver uh, through a door where Alex played possum, where as if his arm was broken, that Max Recon totally ate up and uh, wouldn't let Everett pin him to get that pinfall. Um, but, like we said, he was playing possum and got a very, very close near fall after another double stomp straight to the abdomen, or, like, chest. It was completely on top of him. That's Alex's finisher. So, I mean, like, at least that's the one I've seen him use her, you know, for so long uh, as a double stomp. So, that was insane. But, uh, yeah, and that roll-up, you know, bear almost got him, man. <laughs> it was really well done. I really like that. And everything in this match looked like it hurt. Everything. Yeah. Unbelievable. What, what else happened, John? Uh, so, Alex was pissed at this point, and he went to the back for the second time to grab a door. But this time, the door was covered in barbed wire. <laughs> um, and so, he set it up on some chairs. Uh, but eventually, Cross is able to put him through it. The reverse pile driver off the top rope, and he immediately uh, puts Alex in a like rear naked choke, and Alex passes out. That's right. Max calls for the bell because Alex can't continue anymore. That's right. And we have our first unsanctioned pro heavyweight champion ever at Cross. Pretty awesome, man. He made he did a victory lap, and I got a big old hug from Jamie Coy, you know, and man. I'm really happy for that dude. You know, it's really cool that Derek was able to find this guy who none of us had ever heard of and make him the first champ. You know, I mean, that's a really, like I said, he's an organic star there. And I think that he's a guy that, you know, could defend this title a couple times before he finally loses it. You know, I think it's pretty cool. So, uh, Lexus, you're uh, third time up to Unsanctioned Pro, I think. Yep. yep. How'd it go? What'd you think? Um, Besides the heat, man, it, it was a good time. All right, awesome. Well, uh, John, what'd you think? Uh, I had fun. It wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't my favorite Unsanctioned Pro show, but it was still a hell of a show, nonetheless. Um, it's always a really enjoyable time. You get to see different types of matches that I don't typically see. Uh, like, hardcore matches aren't super my thing, at least not this level of hardcore matches, uh, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, and it's nice, to, you know, to get some exercise and have to get up and run from your chair. Because you'll know if someone's going to hit you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, well, Will, tell us about your first time in Unsanctioned uh, Pro. I mean, you've told us a lot about it, but any other thoughts that you have? Just front to back, uh, just a great experience. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time, but if you're not taking the time to get to your local independent wrestling company, promotion, wherever that is, Take some time to do that. I'm telling you, it has changed my whole perspective on the game. Uh, I spend a lot of time going to PTW. I'm going to make time to get up here to this promotion uh, and, and the following ones in, in the area as well. I mean, it, it is it is well worth your time. Uh, very fun show today. Like we said, you know, the time and the heat and those things, those are, those are variables that you're going to find at every show, you know. But, um, you know, it was all about the people today. You know, shout out to all the people that literally just came up and introduced themselves said hello, uh, the tailgate was just incredible, the way they welcomed John and I, you know, we felt right at home uh, from the minute we got there today, so overall, great experience, glad you guys got me in, I mean, literally, my gimmick in 
was through an argument with Jamie Coy. So to, <laughs> to see everything come to fruition the way it did with Everett Cross and get that hug at the end of the show, uh, that was special. And, uh, you know, the whole show itself was really cool. So overall, wrap this thing up in a big bow. Incredible show. Uh, and I'll definitely be back. Awesome. Uh, Lexus, where can we find you on the internet, man? Hey, man, if you're looking for me on Twitter, don't. But you can at SuperLexus17 and on Instagram at PrinceOfSport1993. John? I am at jhat 5 on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And then I also do movie reviews sometimes at fieldofreviews.com. Pretty awesome. damn good. Yeah, Will, where can we find you on the uh, Twitter? Uh, I am kicking ass every day at I am Will. WV, or, yeah, I am Will WV 3800. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I am Will 3800, yeah. Well, I love Unsanctioned Pro. It was a hell of a night. I'm exhausted, man. It was, you know, I, I gave it all I got, you know, and I think everybody did tonight. Uh, everybody gave everything they had. They left it in the ring, so to speak, so we're done, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the show at the Road Home FW. Find me at Drusifer Tweets. Go to our Teespring store and buy some of them cool t-shirts that you saw us wearing tonight. Thank you so much for listening. What do you do, baby? Sayonara. Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences. So long now Oh, you're a hard one